Broadcasting from Little Hampton, UK, this is the Man Up Podcast. From Sorted Magazine, official sponsor, staggerversary.co.uk. Loading in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Woohoo! This is Steve Legg on the Sorted Magazine Man Up Podcast. It's our 10th birthday and it's great to have you with us. It's a special one today on our anniversary year and we hear from David Jesse, the actor and producer best known for Interstellar, Cloud Atlas and The Dark Knight Rises. I also natter with two old mates and big supports of Sorted. Former footballer Linvoy Primus and our favourite copper, Tony Stamp from The Bill, best known as Graham Cole and one of the nicest guys in show business. It's an absolute belter to sit back, put on a party hat, relax and enjoy the show and tell your friends. Hi, this is Lieutenant Colombo, and you are listening to the Man Up Podcast. The most fun you can have without a cigar and a trench coat. All right, I think I've bothered you enough for today. I'll let you go on and listen. Oh, oh, and just one more thing. Enjoy the show. First up, it's the brilliant David Jesse, who went from a few lines in Casualty to become one of Christopher Nolan's favourite collaborators, with parts in The Dark Knight Rises and Interstellar. Salty cornered him after a session of Faith Under Pressure at the Christian Resources Exhibition. This is what he had to say. Happy birthday, Sorted. So great. Fantastic. It's a big, big day. Absolutely fantastic. Someone told me, you are a 10. But let me just be honest. I've had a look and I think you're more like an 8 on a good day. Okay. Thanks for joining us, David, on the uh, Man Up podcast. You've been doing a session on Faith Under Pressure. Tell us about your experiences in the movie industry. Mm. So, um, so some of the film sets I've been on, uh, Interstellar, uh, Cloud Atlas, Red Tails, sort of Hollywood films, and then some various BBC miniseries. Um, and uh, I've just recently done a BBC and Netflix series of Troy, uh, an eight-parter of that, and just done an Amazon I'm doing an Amazon series which is another eight-parter so varying things being on the national um, theatre so varying things I think in terms of some of the stories like I just shared there are just moments where I think because of what we do in terms of exploring um Stories now a lot of our sto- the stories we explore are fiction, but there are metaphors, and there are also um, parallels with our life here that we're leading and living. And so, um, I find a lot of actors we have to look sometimes at the worst aspects of humanity and that can sometimes be quite difficult to deal with and quite difficult to um, to like justify if, even if that's the right word against our faith to maybe reconcile perhaps with our faith um, and so I just simply find that it enhances my faith because I sort of take it out and give it a spin. I kind of go, okay, how do we deal with this, God? Because what I'm looking at, what I'm reading, what I'm dealing with, this this subject matter is so hard. So where are you in this? And um, to this day, he's always showed up 
which um, is incredible and in the most powerful ways. David, did your faith ever conflict with roles that you had to play? Did you have to wrestle with uh, big questions about whether you should take the part or not? Yeah, so I recently did a, a show called Man in an Orange Shirt, which was about... Um, about two gay relationships one in the 1940s and one set in 2017 um before i did this role like years before i uh used to get asked to play um characters with um sexuality homosexuality um and i found it very difficult i found it very difficult and i said no um and one time I, I got very close to this part and I, I said to God, I was doing all this research, I was speaking to all of these different leaders and pe some people with new thinking around it, some people with very old thinking around it. And it was about a 50-50 split. And so I wrestled with God that morning. I was like, where are you in this? Because I can't hear you. And so, and at that time I used to run to keep fit. So I said, right, I still can't hear you. And I was angry. And so I said, do you know what? I'm going to go for a run. And one of three things is going to happen. I'm either going to stop, faint, dead, because I haven't heard you. You're going to show up and talk to me. Or what was the other option? Maybe it was just two options. <laughs> yeah, that's all I gave it, like... I'm, I'm just going to not stop running until I hear you. And at that point, I was running for like over an hour. I got to 30 yards down the road and I couldn't physically move anymore. I was overcome with emotion. And I said, what is, what is this? What is this emotion that I'm feeling? And it was love. Because in my prayer, I was like, what do you think? How do you feel? What do you think about gays? What do you think about homosexuals? How do you feel? And I felt like this shower of a love just consumed me. And when I stopped, it was like God was going, just as I love you, I love all of my children. And I felt like there was a... a gauze that was in front of me and he was saying everything you say needs to go through this gauze which is love and everything that's said back to you see it through this gauze which is love that's how I feel about my children and it was simple to me then so um, a lot of people would ask me about that piece and say did you how did you do that you know with your faith and everything and I said and I say I didn't do it um, in spite of my faith I did it because of my faith David tell us about any standout moments acting alongside Tom Hanks in Cloud Atlas standout moment uh, my son turns up on set with a Buzz Lightyear and a, and a Woody and um, and Tom's got this like horrific makeup on this massive scar and there's this moment where Tom's like oh my gosh, David, this is your son? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, hey, come over here, buddy. Come, come, let's wow. have a talk. And so my son's just looking at him, holding this Woody toy, going, what? And Tom's like, come on. And my son wouldn't go anywhere near him because this guy with a scar, it's like his first time on set. 
And he said, come on, close your eyes, close your eyes. And, I'll, and he was going to do the whole Woody accent thing. And and my son, and the whole set kind of just stopped and was looking. And my wife and I were like, come on, close, close your eyes, son. Uh, <laughs> he just wouldn't. He just didn't believe us that this man was this toy. And so... Um, that was a, a standout moment for me. Um, yeah. And finally, I know your time is very precious. Um, sorted, we're 10. What do you think about our alternative to Lads Mags? I think, um, I, you know, with recent events about what it is to be a man and the responsibility that we have and the um, speaking in terms of how we treat women how we look at women how we respect women to have voices out there that can help guide us in in a in a world where for me there hasn't been much strong leadership in that um i'd say to be going for 10 years is amazing and right now is an incredible time to really get that perspective out there a perspective that is that is loving that is caring that is strong um that is what we want masculine to to me when whiling away the days months and years of the shawshank state penitentiary i love nothing more than to listen to the sordid man up podcast Fear can hold you captive. Man up can set you free. Healthy friendships are important. Friends who listen, laugh, challenge, and offer sound counsel. Who has time for that? We do. Why not have a stagiversary? Unite both old and new friends over a day, weekend, or even longer. But this time round, you set the agenda. At Stagiversary, we believe in fun and adventure, but most of all, helping you to create space to rest, refuel, and reconnect with the important people in your life. What are you waiting for? Visit stagiversary.co.uk, inquire within, and let us do the rest. Next up, it's Graham Cole, best known as PC Tony Stamp in the ITV police drama The Bill, a role he played for a staggering 25 years from 1984 until 2009. Previously spent 12 years in rep theatre and musicals, as well as appearing in numerous episodes of Doctor Who in the early 90s. He also presented and narrated the police video drama Police Stop. He's also been on The Sooty Show, but uh, less said about that, the better. Anyway, I spoke to him at a sorted day out at a very noisy Brands Hatch. Enjoy. Donald Trump here, leader of the free world. Speaking of free, you're listening to the Man Up Podcast. So it's fabulous to be here with the one and only Graham Cole, best known as PC Tony Stamp, who's been a fabulous supporter of Sorted since we started ten years ago. Absolutely. Happy birthday. Thank you. What the Tony Stamp make of Sorted? Hey, you know, it'd be his kind of magazine, because it's a little bit of everything, and also not too long of features, so he's got a very short span, the Tony Stamp, so that would run, I think he would look great in the canteen. I think it would, I mean, uh, Sergeant Cry would have enjoyed it. Absolutely, for the bikes and stuff, yeah, he would have been well there. No, was I think he into bikes, Sergeant Cry? He, he still is, yeah, Eric Richard, who played him, certainly is a big, big bike man. No, it's kind of staggering to think we were just talking about this. The bill's been off our screens properly. I know it's on UK Gold and repeated all the time for about eight years. Absolutely, yeah. And why? You went it for 25 years. What an amazing show. I've got to say, Steve, it's amazing. Here at Brands, I was walking around 
and I had five selfies of people that came up to me just while I was walking in amongst the stalls and having a look around. It's extraordinary, the legacy from that programme. Is it was phenomenal for our, for our younger listeners? I mean, you're on three times a week, Absolutely. ITV, 8 to 8.30, so prime time slot. Absolutely, yeah. And millions of viewers. Yeah. Then it went to its hour-long format twice a week. We were making feature films then in ten days. Hour-long feature films. It was just an extraordinary programme. That must have been an incredibly punishing schedule for you. Seven till seven was the shooting day, standard shooting day. And um, they then decided, because I used to do all my own car stunts, as you know, on the show. So if we were doing bank raids or something, that would be a Sunday as well. And it's not as glamorous as we think it is. You well, don't have a big trailer. Well, no, I'm funny enough, I love Facebook. And Facebook uh, were asking me, they put out some pictures of uh, undisclosed pictures, they thought, of us relaxing in what they thought was Winnebago. And I was able to tell them, it's the first of our Winnebago's, which was a converted mobile library. They took the bookshelves out and screwed cities in. It was glamour. So, Graham, sorted 10 this year. What have you been up to in the last 10 years? I know you've been, we've seen you on Doctors. We've yeah. seen you, obviously, the bill finished eight years ago, as we said. Yeah, I've just panto. finished uh, a Holby. Heading towards my 37th panto in Wolverhampton this year. So, uh, I would have done 10 pantos in your 10 years on sorted. It's behind well, you. You follow, me around, you follow me around for quite a lot of them. We do. I mean, bless you. Bless you. You cover me quite a lot, I have to say, which is a wonderful thing. So, Graham, future dream job? I'd love to be a villain in a Bond. I'd love to be a villain. And I'd like to have the gear that, that uh, Craig has. But mine just doesn't quite work. You know, they're both tied up with the watches and his watch works and stamps doesn't. Well, it wouldn't be stamp really, but, you know. I'd love that. I'd love that. I do a lot of stage still. I did a wonderful two-hander play with Diane Keane. Uh, 70 minutes of play which was just wonderful uh, to do How do you remember all the lines? Well sometimes you don't that's why that's why the public come to watch you so you dig a trench and how you get out of it uh, it is extraordinary but that, that's the job isn't it? I mean it's the one thing people always ask is how do you learn the lines it's a, it's a lonely solitary uh, job really you spend a lot of time on your own over scripts and the like but um, when you're out there working the adrenaline pumps I mean that's the job isn't it? So is it more fun being a baddie? Oh baddies are fantastic yeah, I've only ever played. Well, except to my early days, if you could imagine, when I was young and thin, if you could imagine that. Um, I played in you know, Aladdin and Jack and all that. The villains are the best part. I love the villains. But it's a bit naughty with my Christian faith, because my, my feelings are that as the baddie, if a couple of kids aren't taken out screaming when on my first entrance, I've done it wrong. <laughs> so, you know, I might get criticised for that. But no, the villain and the kids are just wonderful audiences to play to. They're, they're open eyes and the music and the sound and, of course, the, the lights and all the rest is just beautiful. It's lovely to be a part of. Hey, this is Sylvester Stallone and I play it tough. You're listening to the Sword of Man Up podcast. This is what we do. Hello, mate. It's Governor B, and I am wishing Sorted a happy 10th birthday. Uh, I hope that the next 10 years are just as great, and you go on to do amazing things in the world of magazines. Keep up the good work. Hi, this is Jeremy Vine, just saying really, really happy birthday to Sorted 10. I can't believe it. Brilliant by Steve Legg and the team putting an amazing magazine together. And may there be many more great years for a terrific magazine. Sorted, 10 years old. I love that magazine. I've, I've read it. Have I read it? It's, I've read it. I love it. And it's, it's, always, it's always great. It's always sort of humorous. And um, 
Listen, I like talking. Ten years it's been going. Let's hope it goes on for a lot longer. Watch this. Let me recap. Happy birthday, Salford. Hi there, it's Simon Thomas here from Sky Sports. I just want to wish Sorted Magazine a very, very happy 10th birthday. Steve and the team, you are legends. Space Sorted! In the latest bumper edition of Sorted Magazine, big name exclusive interviews, Hollywood A-listers, TV adventurer Bear Grylls, inspirational true life stories, adrenaline-fueled sports features, all this plus gadgets, entertainment, motoring, movies and technology, plus probably the greatest team of Christian writers ever assembled. Available now from high street retailers nationwide or visit sortedmag.com. Sorted. For men. For life. And last but not least, here's Linvoy Primus, the former professional footballer whose career included stints at Charlton Athletic, Barnet, Reading and finishing with great panache at Portsmouth. It's another noisy one, this we're at the Superbikes uh, brands, but um, enjoy. Steve Legg brings you the best podcast every single month. It's so great. He's a great guy. No one knows more about great podcasts than me. The features, the interviews, even the adverts. It's a great show. Fantastic. Enjoy the show. Well, it's our birthday. Happy Yay. birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, who's dulcet tones today? Ladies and gentlemen. Sandy Linvoy Privas, MBE. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. Thank you, Steve, for reminding me. Well, thank you, Linvoy. So thank you for being part of our story. Yeah. In the magazine a few times over the years. Thank That's you, right. mate. No problem. You Thank you. Enjoy the mag still. Yeah, very much so. And uh, you know, friends that uh, I pass it on to as well enjoy it. So yeah, really good. So it's, these ten years have flown by. Time does fly by. I mm. mean, it's a sign you're getting older. I'm in the late twenties. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely know that, Steve. Very, very late twenties. So how the last year's been for you? Very good. Um, you know, lots of uh, challenges on the way, but um, just involved in um, uh, ministry with Christians in sport doing a lot of support work with uh, professional footballers and uh, which is really good and you know you, 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 what you see is that you're um, revisiting things that you went through in your own life and um, you know to be able to help these guys through that not through my own wisdom but you know through the bible is great so yeah it's a really good challenging but uh, good in all sorts of ways so that's sorted as you know we're footy mad but not mm. all our listeners would know about your illustrious career as a professional footballer. Yeah, I don't know if it's illustrious, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> tell us about what you background and life and yeah. professional. Okay, so... Um, living the dream? I was living the dream, yeah. So, you know, to play professional football for 17 years is, is quite amazing. Um, and, you know, started at Charlton uh, as, a, as a youngster. Uh, went to Barnet, went to Reading, and, and spent ten years at Portsmouth, where I ended up playing in a prey. We love Limboy. <laughs> we got the boys in. The boys are in town. Is there an edit mode on this? <laughs> there is now. Yeah. The boys. The boys. It was in a flow, weren't we? Yeah. It was a nice flow, but we like that. Thanks, guys. I hired them earlier, by the way. We'll play them later. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So um, yeah. So like I was saying, spending 17 years as a professional playing at four different clubs uh, is great. But it has its ups and downs. And uh, even though the, the latter part of my career I played in the Premier League, 
uh, the challenge is, as, as, as in anything, you always want to be the best, you always want to uh, win and, and everything like that, but life throws lots of obstacles at you, and uh, and trying to overcome those obstacles can be difficult at times, but um, but really good, and um, when I say really good, you, you, you try and overcome them, you try your best, and um, and at some point you realise that you, what you have might not be enough to, to get to where you want to get to. So, um, But yeah, like I say, 17 years of uh, lots of football, a uh, few injuries, but uh, smiles and, uh, and tears as well. And along the way you became a Christian? You weren't always Christian? You didn't go to church? No. You didn't sing Kumbaya? <laughs> no, I didn't. Help, 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 I did in school. I helped I sing uh, some... It was. It was a good song. No. You know, church was part of my life as a kid, but it never. It wasn't relevant. It, it wasn't that I uh, understood about the relationship between uh, God and myself uh, could be made by Jesus. And uh, it wasn't until I was 28 and uh, heard the true story of um, what being a Christian was. Yeah. I thought being a Christian was about going to church and being good, uh, but then realised it was a relationship with God. And um, and that really helped me in the latter part of my career to realise that I was more than a footballer, that God had given me a gift to play football, and I started to play for him. And uh, church, as good as uh, church can be, I realised that being a Christian wasn't uh, only about church. Church was part of the Christian life and... Uh, Living every day for Jesus was uh, what uh, being a Christian is about. That's brilliant, mate, and no regrets. Oh, definitely no regrets. And you know what, though? Uh, it, it's not been an easy journey either. You know, it's, well, I mean, bad things happen to good people. It's, that's life. That's you know, it. Exactly. And I think that's the, the reality of it. That, uh, you know, these things happen, but the way we cope, the way we understand what, what goes on in our life uh, through the Word of God, through... Uh, friendships in church and outside of church help you understand and get through those things so yeah uh, best decision ever fabulous and we've had a few requests for world famous Harry Redman oh no Linvoy <laughs> Linvoy is that enough <laughs> that is it yeah that is it <laughs> he can, he can. I don't think I'm going to have a career there. I don't think I'll be your um, warm-up guy with that, will I? <laughs> Um, plenty, uh, I suppose, receiving my first professional contract because it's like an interactive moment. Lots of you going for it and only a couple make it. Um, promotion to the Premier League with Portsmouth and winning the FA Cup. And you scored twice the Boxing Day, I was watching it. That's right. Yeah. I really can't remember how to say this. I couldn't believe it. You know what I mean? I couldn't believe it either, Stevie. I couldn't believe it either. Normally, when I head the ball, it goes over the crossbar. Um, yeah, to score two goals in one game is, uh, is a special moment. And to score against West Ham as well, uh, which is a club I used to watch growing up, uh, was quite uh, difficult because lots of my friends gave me a lot of abuse afterwards. Um, but yeah, you know, scoring two goals on uh, in, in one game is special. Sunny Man Up Podcast. These guys are great, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. However, not as good as America will be when I am done with it. Well, that's about it for now. Hope you've enjoyed the birthday podcast. A huge thank you to my special guest. The last 10 years have been a blast. Here's to many, many more. I so appreciate your support. So until next time, this is Steve Legg and friends on the Sorted Man Up podcast. Do encourage your mates to subscribe and download and share on Facebook and Twitter. Help us get the word out. Until next time, see ya. That was the Man Up podcast. They'll be back. 
You've been listening to the Man Up Podcast from Sorted Magazine. Recorded, edited, and delivered by flagshiprecording.com.